Hello, and welcome back to the Sound Fears podcast. My name is Phil Beavers. I'm your host. Uh, dude, got fantastic feedback from y'all after the first episode. Let me tell you what, invigorating. And now, I'm going to be doing this for 10 more years. And there's nothing you can do about that, dude. Straight up. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Sound for years podcast forever, dude. Straight up. Dude, straight up. Like, for real, for real. On God. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so this episode, we're going to get right, right back into it again. But um, the big thing here just to set a little context for you and so that you can understand what the vibe is going on today. I'm currently in bed recording this podcast. So if you want to, you can think of this episode as pillow talk or like a morning after or even like a sleepover like the next day. You know what I mean? Where you're like hanging out and they were just about to go get breakfast, but you're just kind of sitting there being like, dude, I don't feel good. After last night. Although I feel fine. I had like one, two drinks maybe. So I'm chilling. But you know, I wanted to be a little cash today. Do the episode in bed. So that's what we're doing. I got my coffee at a coffee shop that is one, far too expensive. And two, the worst customer base I've ever experienced in my entire life. Like, so I live in Bushwick. And if you know Bushwick or live in New York, it's one of those kind of coffee shops. Um, if you don't live in Bushwick, imagine what, like, you know, that kind of like environment that you hear a lot about in like LA and Portland. It's got that kind of vibe, unfortunately, because they do have good coffee. I can't lie. They got, they got a nice espresso. Which is what I get. Iced Americano. Nothing in it. Just straight espresso. Ice and water. Which, unfortunately, I'm not going to lie to you. I used to not really like coffee. And I would just kind of get sweet stuff. Like to kind of mask the coffee-ish taste. But, I'll, you know, probably like four years ago when this was like a thing that you could be. I was a Cristalia fan for a while. I don't know if that's pretty obvious to you. But... You know, the way I do jokes and the way I speak and my overall demeanor. Um, but I was, he, that was like a big thing with him was like talking about drinking iced Americano straight, my babies. Which by like looking back on it, so obnoxious. And I can't believe I liked that. I think maybe I didn't like the whole babies thing, to be honest. Like that thing was always like a weird thing. And then it came out of him like texting, messaging, and trying to hook up with underage chicks. And you're like, yo, bro. Like, that's, I hate when, like, obviously don't be a pedophile. Immediately, I don't, that's not even a preface. I'm telling and I'm saying and I'm suggesting don't be a pedophile. Because if you're a pedophile and I know you in real life and I find out that you're a pedophile, I'm beating you to death. Just straight up. There's no argument. There's no warning system. It's straight of like a heavenly fade in the sense where you would be. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be going to heaven because you're a pedophile. So you'd be going to fucking hell if that 
you know, shit was a thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm you're catching hands and you're going to eat cement. Like, no doubt about it. Because that's one of those things where like pedophilia is one of those things where it makes it, it's like a visceral response. Like, I just want to immediately start fighting. I don't want to like argue about it. I don't to be honest, like it doesn't even take much evidence for me to start fighting for that shit too. Like I'll, I'll go immediately to just fucking slapping a bitch around. A bitch being a gender neutral term for men and women and everyone in between who is pedophile. Anyone who's a pedophile can come and catch these fucking hands and suck my dick. So, um, yeah, so let's get right back into my, you know, weird opinions and things that I think about. Um, oh, you know what? I can talk about this one because a lot of the times the guys who do this also end up being some kind of either assaulter or abuser or some kind of predator. Um, or they're just stupid, like the dumbest guys you've met with the, I mean, most trash takes possible. Like, it's hilarious. Um, so anytime a sentence starts with bitches and or females be like, or what women don't understand Immediately, stop talking. Whatever you're about to say is going to be some bland, overused, unoriginal, like, garbage take, blanket statement that makes no fucking sense at all. Like, and Andrew Tate, I know people, I, I the, the easy one is to go to, like, Andrew Tate. No. I'm talking about all of these new podcasts where dudes, I'm t as an audio guy and a guy who sold podcast equipment for about a year and like audio stuff to like film and podcasts and TV, whatever people, like anyone who needed that kind of recording equipment and tech. I remember like trying to come up with a rubric or some kind of signifiers to know when someone was coming in to buy a pot like podcast equipment to where I wish there was a way I could like evaluate them or do like a background check and be like, you can only get, that's what we should do. We should have background checks for podcast equipment from now on and any kind of like recording devices and shit. If you have a history or if I look into your texts and like, or DMS and you're either over DMing women like you're sending too many out and not getting any responses. So like your KD ratio is garbage. It's all death, no kills, like no hits, no nothing. You've never once landed. If you have that, if you have an abundance of group chats with just dudes in it, that's a red flag to me. You're talking to, you need to talk to more women. Just talk to women outside of wanting to fuck them. Um, or if you've ever posted, um, any kind of Instagram or Twitter or any kind of story where you're flexing cash or your clothes, if you're doing that, you don't get to have podcast equipment because you know why you have shit opinions. Whatever you're going to say is uneducated, unfounded, baseless, and completely like arbitrary and asinine. And I, I don't I don't want to hear you talk ever. Flex your money, 
flex your clothes, do that, do whatever. Don't open your mouth though. Don't speak to anyone, especially women. Just don't speak to women. Be a hermit. You know what I mean? Be be that and just leave the rest of us alone because we don't care about what you have to say. We don't care what you think is important. I don't care. Shut the hell up. <laughs> but the but the dudes with podcasts who are constantly doing that, like the thing between men and women, like the difference is like what well, women don't understand. Ugh. 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 Shut up. You don't understand. <laughs> or Maybe a particular group of women that you know don't understand certain things. But any kind of blanket statement or like just general like kind of like ideology about a group of people that you have is 95% of the time going to be wrong. Actually, I would say 99% of the time going to be wrong. And I would I would even push it to 100 because blanket statements are the dumbest things that we can do. And that right there is a blanket statement. So it's contradictory. But I don't care. Because <coughs> dealing in absolutes is so stupid to me. Just saying all of this or none of this that's never true. Like, unless it's one of those, like, you know, universal laws of mathematics where it's like not every, you know, every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, or whatever that is, where it's like, you know, some shapes are just like a genre. And then within there, you can have other shapes. But that one, like, whatever. I know I'm I'm almost positive I got that analogy correct. If I didn't, please don't call me out. <laughs> I would appreciate if you did not call me out for my bad math analogies. Thank you. Um, but, you know, I'll go on this. I'll keep going on the rant train. This is completely different. Um, I'm looking at my notes. That's why I'm changing subjects. Uh. If I'm ordering a soda, especially like a Coke, don't give me a fucking lemon on my cup. What the hell is that? Oh, you know what I want with this corrosive soda? Acidic lemon. Why the fuck? Who puts that in? Who puts lemon into Coke and is like, mmm, the final flavor it needed? What the fuck? You use Coke to, like, get rust off of bikes. Like, I get the garnishes for, like, waters and, like, alcohol. I totally get that, right? But what are you doing putting it on a soda? There's no reason. Especially if it's a general soda that's just coming from, like, the bar nozzle. What? Don't garnish that. Don't do that. I get it. Like I said, I get it for water and I get it for alcohol. Water is tasteless. So you get a little bit of lemon taste. It's refreshing. It's actually like, um, it's like, I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but I remember reading about like lemons 
on water is like lemon water specifically is like technically the most refreshing thing you can have because it's got the water, but it's also got like the citrus flavoring, which the taste buds in your mouth having that taste and then also associating lemon with quote unquote refreshing is almost like a placebo effect to your brain where you're like saying, oh, I'm having this refreshing thing. So it will like activate your brain into like, you know, starting to. Because there's a lot of things where you can do stuff like that. Like for me, with weed, I, you know, weed is usually something that makes people either, you know, have a fucking panic attack and want to die or it couch locks you and you don't want to move and you don't want to do anything. It completely destroys any kind of like, you know, motivation to go out and do shit or whatever. Um, but for me, I started like pavloving myself where I, uh, so like last year I got really into fitness and then over the last like two years, I started getting really into fitness and like working out and you wouldn't really know by looking at me, to be honest, that like I'm into fitness because like, I'm to be honest, I stopped being really consistent. I used to be really, really consistent, like every day or like skipping, you know, like six days a week at the gym doing the creatine, doing the BCA, the BCAAs, the fucking, you know, doing the protein macros and carb macros and looking at all that. And, you know, it, ugh, it, it's a lot. It's nice, to be honest, like when you start, because it does make you feel better. Absolutely. If you're someone who is like considering or kind of on the fence about going to work out or even not even, you don't have to go work out somewhere. It starts with like getting a better diet. It starts with, you know, getting good sleep. Sleep is a big one. Um, it starts with just going on walks. You know, you don't have to go run and you don't have to do like P90X to start feeling better. You just need to move. Your body is asking you to move. Your body is begging you to move because that's what it's made for. It's made to fucking move. We are animals at the end of the day. We're just meat sacks with a brain that just happens to fire faster and be deeper and more conceptualizing than other animals. And that's, that is evolution, right? That's the evolutionary part of us, but your body is still an animal. It still needs attention. It needs, it, it has to be challenged. It needs to be pushed. That's what our bodies ask us to do. We need to push ourselves. That's the discipline part of it, right? That's discipline and you know, being able to see that and like conceptualize and then like recognize that as a metaphysical and kind of like, you know, uh, not spiritual aspect, but like more like kind of, I don't know, higher consciousness, I guess you could say, thing about us that like separates us is saying I'm recognizing that this is a thing I need to do. And because we have this weird separation of, you know, mind and body and honestly to, to be honest the people who exist within mind and body at all times and are like actively conscious and aware of that kind of stuff scare the fuck out of me because i will check the fuck out and my body could be sitting in one spot for 12 hours straight that's not true i can't sit still but i, I you know my body will just do whatever it needs to do to continue to survive it's almost like autopilot and people always talk about that but being able to get out of that autopilot and recognize, hey, my body is asking me to do this. I need to go do that separation. And even like giving like a personification of your body or even just like a separate entity to you and being like me and my body are a team. 
You're saying like you are just the minds. Your brain is saying me, the brain, and this body are a team and we need to work together. So then work together. Stop pushing away your body. Stop punishing your body because your mind is making yourself feel sad. That doesn't help you. That it, If anything, it perpetuates this cycle of feeling like shit. So you kind of just got to get over it. I'm going to be honest. Like It's one of those things where you got to get over it and say at some point, the risk of you know health failure needs to outweigh the I don't want to attitude. Because especially if you know, like you recognize I need to be doing something about this, then go fucking do it. That's such a big thing right now, especially with like younger people. And I'm, I'm 25. So shut up before you say, hey, old man, I'm only 25. I'm the very top of Gen Z. I am the youngest generation. There's like a w- weird separation right now that you can kind of categorize Gen Z and like the back half of millennials, I guess you could say. Or really all millennials, to be honest. I fucking hate them. But um, there's a group of people, half of the people who recognize if I want something done, I have to do it. I have to get up and I have to go do it. I cannot sit here and just fucking walk. No one is going to hand this to me. And a lot of the time, it's the people who have faced adversity and, you know, or or or, or haven't. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it, it's not subjective or specific to one type of, you know, childhood or upbringing or, you know, uh, environment that you keep yourself in. It is specific to the individual. And there are individuals who say, I need to get up and I need to do something. And they go out and do it. And that's when you see people who are 25 and have tens of millions of dollars for acting or for fucking music or for sports or whatever it is. They're doing it. They're getting up and they're doing something because they recognize they they recognize something that is the motivation and the factor that keeps them going, right? Then there's the other group which just is almost like expecting something to happen to them or expecting to get things just because. And it could be just because they want it, just because they think they deserve it, or just because they have the talent to do so. Talent doesn't fucking mean shit anymore. Like, for real. Especially in things like, especially in the arts. It doesn't really mean anything. You can be the most talented, but if you're not working to go get it and you're not going out there and taking responsibility for your craft and for you as an artist and, and your own success, you will get nowhere. Because guess what? The way we live in capitalism right now, the system is against you. There are people out there who do not want you to succeed. And it could be your constituents. It could be your peers. It could be your, you know, it could be the authorities above you. That's where like the nepotism shit where they just go... I already know this person, you know, they're my family or I already know them. They're good enough. So I'll just put them in as a filmmaker and as a producer of media. That is absolutely what we do. If I know someone already and I know that I can I like them on set or I like them as a person, I can handle them and they can handle themselves. They're coming on set way quicker than some rando who I don't know. I've never had an experience with and could be or is more tech uh, technically skilled in whatever area it is. 
I'm picking my friend or the person I already know who I can deal with because I don't want to take a, I don't have the time to take a risk on someone else. I don't have the time or the money right now. Now, that being said, later down the line, when there's more money and there's more influence, yes, you can absolutely take those risks. That's where you get those chances and those opportunities. But you can't be mad at other artists and other filmmakers or other you know, media content creators if you're an artist and you want to collab with someone and they're like, I'm sorry, like, I don't really know you that well. And like, I don't think we're going to, you know, use you on this one. You really can't get that mad. I'm going to be honest with you because they don't fucking know you. And you've done, you've probably done nothing to show them or to show the public, hey, I'm easy to work with. I have good vision, whatever. You got to show that because people don't care anymore. Everything moves quick, 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 bam, 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 bam. You, they, no one is going to sit down and just research you. And if you are, then you're a fan of that person. Like you actively seek them out. Or it's your job. And for smaller creators like us, we don't have anyone doing that job. So if you want to work, you got to fucking get out there. And you got to like put work out without being asked to do it. Or without being paid. Like, and it sucks. And it's really fucking annoying. And I'm, this is a half rant, half, well, it's half complaint about it being this way because I want it to change. We're, we would, we are trying to make that change. But right now, it's, it's not gonna, you know, whatever. Um, I just think that people just need to get up and do shit. If you know that there's a problem, or you know that something is wrong and, you know how you can fix it, do it. Stop being a child, get up and do it. I don't know. That's my mentality of it. And I'm, I, I am an asshole when it comes to that, that kind of stuff because I am someone who gets up and, and does it. Or if you don't want to fix it, stop talking about it, especially to yourself because you, you either don't care or you want to feel bad for yourself and you want other people to feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Like that, that's how I see it. Either you get up and you do something about it. And if you are not physically able to do something about it, that is something completely different. And in that case, you need to be willing to accept help. If you can't do it, you need help because it can get done. Everything can get done. There is no, there are things, there are very few things that are impossible. Very few. In the grand scheme of everything. It may not come out how you wanted it to. It may not be possible in the way that you thought. But it's possible. It can happen. Whether you're going to do it yourself. Or you're going to seek out people to do it together. Or you need someone else to do it for you. It can get done. And it's up to you to figure out and decide how you're going to get it done. Because no one else is going to help you. No one else is going to help you. And no one else should help you. I don't know if that's true, actually. But I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird. I hear so many times these days of like, man, I want to do this so bad. Well, then do it. Then do it. It's, it's not as hard as you think it is. Most of the battle is just getting up and going somewhere to do it. And once you're doing it, you'll feel amazing. You'll be like, why am I not doing this more often? And then you will do it more often. Or you hate it and you don't do it again. But now you know. You can't just say, 
that you know something if you've never tried it or you don't actually know. Like, you can't. <laughs> that's so aggravating to me. But that's my opinion about it. <laughs> what an intense pillow talk. Remember at the beginning, I was like, this is kind of like a pillow talk. Like, morning, man. Imagine your friend is like up in your face, like, you need to fucking do it. If you want to get something, you need to fucking do it. Ma! And you're just like, dude, I, I woke up 30 minutes ago. Like, I'm, I'm hungover. Please, I'm going to cry. I don't want to fucking, I don't want to get yelled at. Jesus. I didn't know I signed up for a seminar on personal responsibility and motivation. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny, too, because I'm not that friend. I'm really not that person. Like, I would never give unsolicited advice like this or tell this to someone, especially like if we're, I'll just be silent. And unless you're going to ask me my opinion or you're going to ask for my help, I'm not someone who just gives it out because I, because I don't like it when people do that to me. So I'm not going to do that back to people. And I may just kind of seem like I'm giving up or like refusing to talk or like being an asshole. And maybe that is an asshole thing, but like, if you're not going to ask me for help and you're not going to open up about stuff, I'm not going to keep talking and I'm not going to sit there and say, I'll just leave the conversation. I don't care. You know, I, I got other things I can do. I got work to do. I got other stuff I can like do recreationally and like hobby. wise I got shit to do. You know, if I'm in a conversation, it's because I want to be in that conversation and I want to continue. I want to talk to that person. But if we're just going to sit there in silence, I'm leaving because that is one of the most annoying things to me. It's just sitting. I love awkward silences. Don't get me wrong. I love when someone says something wrong or misconstrued or taken out of con and then people just kind of sit there and no one knows what to say next. That I love. I love when it's awkward. I, I thrive and I love sitting there and like looking at everyone and being like, who's going to fucking move first kind of thing, like a Mexican standoff type shit. But. Um, why am I getting a call? Anyways, I'm not going to answer this call right now, but um, <clears throat> I. Fuck, that completely took me. Now I know why people put their phones on. So I get it. I get it. My apologies. Um, but no, I, I, that's a, the most annoying thing. It's like sitting there and like, you know, you try to you try to like start helping or give your opinion on something. And then it's just completely shut down. And you're like, all right, well, that's that. So unless you're going to change the subject, I don't really care. I'm OK with leaving this conversation now and just kind of giving up. I don't really care that much. And that's definitely something I developed over the last couple of years. And I think it's just because of like working in retail, working in food. And I think as I was just growing older and like kind of realizing priorities of like what matters to me. If, if a conversation sucks, it sucks. There's no reason to keep this going, especially like, and if you have, if you consistently have bad conversations or conversations that suck with the same person, I'm, I, it will affect my relationship with you because I'm going to be like, why do we talk if every time we talk, there's something going on or there's a problem or there's something you clearly want to talk about, but you're refusing to talk about it. Eventually, I will just not want to talk to you anymore. Because like that's and I feel like that's a reasonable thing. If I were continuing to go to a water hole to try and get water or or even even worse if i'm walking around a market 
And then <clears throat> one of the, you know, one of the merchants goes, hey, you want to like buy something? And I come over and we start to like talk. And then I try to like, you know, you're starting to like sell wares and I'm like getting into it. I'm asking questions. And then you just like go like, ah, never mind. I'm actually not selling it. If you do that multiple times, I'm not coming back. I'm done coming to this because this is not enjoyable in any way. And like, I'm a big people pleaser. I love to talk. I, I love to make people feel good. I love to help people. I love to like, I love to find, my biggest thing is finding solutions to problems. I love doing that shit. I love problem solving. It is most of my job is problem solving, especially as an audio engineer is going, what do I have? How can I fix the problems here? That's one of my favorite things. But um, if someone either doesn't care to do the work that fixes a problem or just... It, I think I think it's more of like if you're consistently pushing off a problem or not accepting help, you either don't care to fix the problem or you like feeling that way. And that's the only that's the only two conclusions I can come up with. I've thought about this for years and it's the only two conclusions I can come up with. You either don't want it fixed because you don't care or you don't want it fixed because you like to feel this way and you like feeling sorry for yourself. That's the only way, because other than that, you'd be doing what it takes to get it fixed. And it's not going to be easy. It never is. Most of the times, fixing things that matter and the stuff that like is going to be good later on or like is actually beneficial for you is hard to get. But that's part of it. That's part of life is seeing how much you can fucking endure. Now, do you have every right to try and be as happy as possible? Yes, you should be. That's what life is to me. It's, it's, it's pushing those limits, seeing how far you can get yourself, but also trying your best to enjoy it and enjoy the things you have around you. And it's it's a hard battle. It's a hard balance. I still struggle with it. I, I often find myself only pushing and only pushing and only pushing and not really appreciating the things I have. And then when I start to, it feels good. But then I start feeling complacent. I start going, well, I, I'm enjoying all these things, but like I, I want more. I'm someone who craves more in life, who craves pushing, who craves those those edges of ability and skill and 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 tenacity of like the soul and spirit of a human. I like that shit. You know, I like I like putting myself in uncomfortable situations. I wasn't for a long time. I used to be really good at it because of like theater and acting and dance and like, you know, working with strangers all the time and collaborating and being creative. And then I stopped for a little bit and I got complacent because I got scared. And it's okay to be scared. But if you're going to be scared, do it scared. Do the thing scared. And I promise you, while you're doing it, you will stop being scared. You will. That's a fact. Every time I have been scared doing something, once I started it, I stopped being scared. Because you're only scared of starting and failing. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Do it. Sorry, I need a sip of coffee. But that shit's so annoying to me. I'm really tired of it, to be honest with you. 
<clears throat> I'm really freaking tired of it. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's my opinion on stuff. This one was a pretty ranty episode, but I'm okay with that, to be honest. 30 minutes went by really fucking quick, though. Um, I have fun doing this. And honestly, like, I hope, you know, no one takes this as, like, a personal attack on anyone. I'm not really, like, individualizing or, you know, projecting my anger of one person onto this. There are people I can think of, like, a, about five or six off the top of my head who are like that, who I can, for each one of the things that I ranted about that I could apply it to. But it's more of in general. And it's also directed at myself because I got to remind myself about this. I, as someone with severe inattentive, inattentive ADD, and just being a creative person, especially a male artist and like a male musician, we want to get lazy. We get lazy really quickly and we get complacent. And I have to constantly remind myself that I need to just do, <clears throat> do the stuff that I want to do. Because to be honest, we've got about 27 years left. We've got to about 2050 before shit really hits the fucking fan. As far as scientists have told us so far and predicted with climate change and with geopolitics, uh, some people think China and, uh, and the U.S. are going to be in a war, maybe a Cold War-esque type of war, but still a war by 2025. And so I'm sitting here being like, okay, well, if those are true, if A, then B, if that's true, I have about 20 years, not even, I got about 10 years to really make a mark and to really build something to last for the rest of however long we have left. Because I tell you what, while I'm here, and, and I used to not be this way. I, you know, I, I went through my suicidal phase. It's not even a phase. I still think about it every day. It is something that will never leave me. And it, 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 for people who have those feelings and have depression, have stuff like that, it doesn't leave you. It will never leave you, but it's learning to live with it type of thing and I thankfully have you know gotten over 90% of my journey with suicide and my depression and learning to live with it and learning to deal with that guy inside of me who's just viscerally sad and upset about everything and hates himself that guy hates himself I like me I'm a nice person. I do nice things for other people. I help other people as much as possible. I try to give opportunities and jobs and collaboration and attention and platforms to other people. <coughs> if if I have the platform to be able to give that, that is. Or if I have the ability to give those opportunities. I, I, I want other people to succeed with me because that's a weird thing, especially within your own um, industry. If other people, like your constituents and the people who are similar to you, succeed and start getting bigger, that's only good for you. Especially in things like comedy and music. You know, if your genre starts getting popular, that's good for you. Because there are people out there who will do the research and will find you and your music and find people like you. So that's why I always try to, you know, uplift other people. But regardless... um, what was I talking about with the suicide thing? I feel like I just bring that up for no reason all, a lot of the time, but it is something I live with a lot is this like deep abyssal feeling inside. And it's not present all the time, but mornings and late night, it definitely, you know, when you're alone. Um, 
because that's, you know, when you're alone, you got to be able to deal with you. And if you can't, work on it. Because when you die, it's just you. You're the only one closing your eyes. And you're the only one in your head when you die. So you got to be able to look at yourself and be at least okay with what you've done and who you are. You got to be okay with it. You don't necessarily have to be happy with mistakes or something that could have been better but wasn't. You don't have to be happy with it. But you got to be okay with it. And you got to accept that it happened. And that things happen and people can grow and people and you will get better. You will get better. That is one thing I always want to emphasize is you will get better. As long as you want to get better, you will get better. Absolutely. And it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of people, including friends of mine, they don't, they either don't want to believe that or it's just too painful to try and get there. But there is always help. There's always someone there. So not to end on a super sad note, but because it's not, I don't want it to be sad. You will be okay. Whoever is out there listening to me, you will be okay. And if no one else is telling you that, I'm telling you that. If no one else is there for you when you want to talk about it, DM me. Talk to me. I'll talk to you about it. I'll be real upfront. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'll tell you what I think. If you're asking me, I will tell you what I think. <clears throat> and maybe that's one of the part of the reason that I don't give advice unless asked. Because my advice often is really brutal. And it's often just going to be, well, then fucking do it. What are you waiting for? I don't like I don't like things sugarcoated for me. I don't want someone lying to me and being like, "No, no, Phil, it's okay. I promise it." Stop. Don't do that because that's not what life is. Life is hard and it's gory and it's bloody and it's really mean and it wants you to fucking die. And the whole thing is fighting against that. Fighting against those those external forces that that want you either dead or complacent. Fight that shit. You know, next time you're feeling sorry, feeling bad, feeling like nothing's working, come listen to this. And maybe this doesn't work for you. Maybe you're not someone who needs blunt truth. But if you're looking, if you're asking me, that's what you're going to get. I'm tired of this. No, it's okay. It's fine. I'm not doing that anymore. This is my vow. Y'all can hear me say this. This is my vow. I'm not doing that anymore. If you're asking for my opinion, I'm giving it to you 100% unmitigated. And if you don't like it, don't fucking ask for it again. Ugh. <clears throat> All right, y'all. This has been a pretty good one, honestly. Um, I was really happy with it. So I have like another subject thing. I may just, I think I'm just going to wait till the next episode, to be honest, um, because uh, I'm already at 40 minutes and, you know, this is supposed to be 30, 40 minutes. I don't want to make it too long. And that means I got content for another episode, baby. I got content. Uh. All right. Well, this has been a great episode. Thank you guys so much for watching, watching the sound for Years podcast. Remember, uh, follow me on Instagram at Mophead records. You can also email me or DM me anything you want me to talk about. Phil at Bay one entertainment.com. Uh, looking forward to any kind of messages, any kind of conversation. I love talking with people. So please reach out to me. 
talk about whatever. Uh, give me a subject. Give me music. Give me another podcast. Give me something. I can talk about it. You know what I mean? You want to hear it? I'll do it. Within reason. I'm not going to talk about super weird shit. Or maybe I will. Fuck it. Send it to me. I don't care. You know, I'll choose. I'm the one who's choosing. So whatever. Um, <clears throat> all right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. This has been awesome. I hope that, uh, you know, you got some shit done while listening to my podcast today. And if you didn't, fuck it. <laughs> all right. See ya. <laughs>